This is Sports Talk with Phil Cornblue, Chris Bergen, and Pat Daniel. Sports Talk is heard across the state on radio affiliates of the Sports Talk Media Network and is streaming live on sportstalksc.com, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number to call in is 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of Sports Talk. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Sports Talk here on the Sports Talk Media Network. We continue our week here at the beach, at Myrtle Beach. It is uh, All-Star Week here at Myrtle Beach, the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl. Coming up on Saturday, the North-South game featuring 88 of the top players in South Carolina from the North and the South. It'll be a 12 o'clock airtime on our network around the state of South Carolina. 12.30 kickoff. Mr. Football to be announced at halftime. One place and one place only to catch it on Saturday on our affiliates around the state of South Carolina. We'll give you more detail on that. we got a great, great list of stations. And, of course, the game will be streamed for you as well. If you can't get it over one of the affiliates, you can get it off one of our streams on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. So make sure you uh, check it out. It is, the, uh, it is the time of year now that state championships have been won, that we go to the All-Star season, the Touchstone Energy Bowl first up on Saturday, and then the Shrine Bowl the following week in Spartanburg. Remember this year, it'll be at Spartanburg High School. Not at Dorman, not at Wofford, at Spartanburg High School, the practices and the game. And that'll be a a week from this coming Saturday. Nice day here at the beach, man. We touched 72 degrees today. It was, um, we had some sun, a lot of clouds, overcast. I think whatever system we have that's moving uh, into South Carolina, starting to make its way to the coast. And temperatures temperatures are going to drop a little bit. But uh, if the rain is not an issue, I think we're going to have a very good day for football temperature-wise on Saturday and looking forward to seeing what these All-Stars can do. As a matter of fact, and we'll have plenty of time for this tonight, there's been a number of changes on the two rosters because of injuries and other things. So players that were originally selected have been replaced. And uh, I'm going to go back over the two rosters again a little bit later on just in case you didn't hear the original rosters or you haven't heard who's been added to the rosters. We'll touch on that coming up tonight here on the program. Otherwise, uh, we are uh, pretty wide open for your phone calls. We might have uh, a guest or two drop in as we move through the program. Tonight we're coming through one of our favorite t- coming to you through one of our favorite places in the beach area. James Smith Realty in Pauley's Island. Jimmy Smith feeling very very good these days because his Gamecocks Beat Clemson a couple of weeks ago, so he's still riding high off of that and looking forward to uh, taking down Notre Dame uh, in a few weeks in Jacksonville in the Gator Bowl. But we're at, at Jimmy's place here in Pauley's Island. We're upstairs. We're sort of in his sports museum. I mean, it's a meeting room. We're sitting at a big meeting table in a comfortable meeting chair. And all around us, memorabilia to die for, helmets, footballs, baseballs, pictures. You wouldn't believe the stuff he has collected over the years. Uh, Not just Gamecock stuff. I mean, Jimmy is a Gamecock, no question. He's got a lot of Gamecock stuff, but he's got Clemson stuff. He's got Georgia stuff. He's got Atlanta Braves stuff. Yeah, it's a terrific uh, little museum 
of uh, sports memorabilia. If you're ever in Pauley's Island, which you should be, of course, more often than not, his office is right on the highway. You can't miss it. It's a big old building. Right as you're going into Pauley's, that little area between Litchfield and Pauley's, and just stop in and say, hey, I want to see some of Jimmy's uh, sports stuff, and uh, he'll show it to you. He'll also be happy to sell you some property or rent you a condo or rent you a house for the summer. So you can knock off two birds with one stone. You can check out his stuff, and then you can uh, take care of your business for uh, the spring or the summer. Phone number, 888-898-2525. That's the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number here on Sports Talk. So we didn't get a chance to get a bunch of your phone calls last night. We'll have that opportunity tonight, so feel free to uh, dial in. Uh, unlike yesterday, which was a pretty crazy day, the first day that the uh, the window opened for players to enter the transfer portal, John, and flush their ways out of their respective programs. Yesterday was hectic as heck. Today, uh, a lot calmer. I haven't seen any new entries announced from either South Carolina or Clemson today. If I've missed something, Pat, let me know. But I haven't seen anything new today, of course, um, when you look over the big picture between the two, South Carolina really stung by what's happened with their program since the end of the regular season because they've lost three primo starters in Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner and Cam Smith. And they're going to play Notre Dame without those people. And who knows if anybody else, after exams are over, after they maybe talk some more with Beamer or the coaches, exactly what's going to happen. Now, Clemson, of course, they were hit – by a larger number of players, but not a single current starter for Clemson has left. Everybody that's left was a backup, including DJ Uyangdele, who technically leaves as a backup because he had been demoted to second string during the North Carolina ACC championship game. But they were players now. Don't get me wrong. They, they contributed. They filled in. They played some. Levanta Bentley, uh, Fred Davis some. Uh, and the other guys, but um, none of them were were absolute starters. So, uh, from that standpoint, Clemson has avoided losing uh, the key frontline players to this point. But we'll see what happens for them between now and the end of their exams and the beginning of the the Orange Bowl preparation here coming up shortly. So, um, you know, somebody sent me a a text today. Let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, great information about the transfer portal, John. And really, if you are a player, you are taking a risk going into, going into the transfer portal, John, because the percentage of players who are able to find uh, new locations is staggering, staggering small, staggeringly small. Um, here it is. In the, the 2019-2020 academic cycle, so that's roughly two years ago, 4,757 football prospects entered the portal. 1,788 found a new home. That's 38% who went in found a new place. That means 62% did not. Uh, in the 2020-21 academic cycle, 6,250 football prospects went in. 2,575 found a new place, so 41% of the prospects who entered found a new place. That's an improvement. Of course, the number was much bigger, and uh, but that also means 59% did not. 
And then the last academic cycle, 21-22, 8,210 football prospects went in, 3,332 found a new home. That's 41% once again who entered, uh, found a new place. In the last three years, 19,217 prospects entered the portal, 7,695 found a new home, 40%. So 60% were left, what? Hanging out to dry, I guess. They had no place to go. So you got to keep that in mind. You might think you're automatically going to find a new place and that people are going to come clamoring after you. And for some, that will be the case. But based on this data, the majority, the majority will not find uh, a new place to go on scholarship. So interesting stuff there to ponder as you, if you're a player and you're thinking about doing something like that. Here's the other question, Pat. What happens – What happens if you've got an NIL deal with a guy and he transfers before you've you've paid him up, let's say? Let's say he's done some stuff for you, um, made some appearances, signed some shirts or hats or whatever, whatever your deal happened to be, and he ups and transfers. Or maybe you have paid him before he's finished uh, his duties under the NIL agreement for your school, but he transfers somewhere else. Uh, Who's liable there? Do you get your money back? Is the player responsible for paying you back the money that he took before he completed everything? Just throwing that out there as a, um, you know, as something that could come up during this era of, of all these players transferring because, you know, a lot of them have NIL deals at the school they're leaving behind. So I just wonder about what that situation is going to be uh, if that were to come up. So I think um, we're, we're a long way from seeing the end of the entries into the transfer portal here as things are just getting underway. But today, as far as South Carolina Clemson are concerned, seemed like it was a, finally a, a quiet day on that front. And, um, and we'll see if anybody else moves on from there from either one of those teams. Uh, our phone number, 888-898-2525, South Carolina Education Lottery, lucky number here on Sports Talk. Pat is back at the Dave & Buster Studio in Columbia. We remind you about Dave & Buster's. We'll be there tomorrow night, Dave & Buster's. In Myrtle Beach, the place to go to eat, drink, play, and catch all the big games all season long right at Dave & Buster's in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Uh, Chris is not with us right now. He might join us at the bottom of the hour. He's got play-by-play duties tonight as Coastal Carolina will be at Wofford. And you've got an interesting scenario there. On the one hand, you've got Wofford without Jay McCauley, their head coach, who's uh, on a leave of absence for who knows how long, an extended period, maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. And you've got Cliff Ellis, the veteran, going for his 900th win. And that would certainly be probably the icing on the cake of a Hall of Fame career for him, I would say. I don't know that he wants to coach long enough to get to 1,000. Obviously, that's, you know, another 100 wins. If he averaged 25 wins a year, you could get it done in four or five years. But, um, you know, I'm not sure they can do that. So, uh, big night there in Wofford as Coastal Carolina and Wofford hook up in basketball tonight. Chris is there, and he'll join us perhaps a little bit later on at the bottom of the hour. But after the break, we will take your phone calls. So, feel free to uh, dial us up. 888-898-2525 is the lottery number into sports talk since 2002 more than 999 million dollars in lottery proceeds have been used to support k-12 programs in south carolina 
Learn more about the lottery's impact at seducationlottery.com slash education wins. And playing for fun is a win for education. Go ahead and jump on the phone lines, and we'll get to you after the break. 888-898-2525 is the number. We are back on Sports Talk from the beach, from Columbia. Looking forward to hearing from you. Back after this timeout. Hi, I'm State Treasurer Curtis Loftus, and I've got a great gift idea that requires zero shopping, the gift of college savings. Future Scholar, South Carolina's 529 College Savings Plan makes it easy. Grandparents, friends, and family can all contribute to a Future Scholar account and know that they're providing a gift that will last a lifetime. If you're looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, look no further. Learn more about the smart, easy way to save and give this holiday season at futurescholar.com. If an insurance company is there to sell you insurance, shouldn't it also be there to service it with real people? At Farm Bureau Insurance, we're here to help with experienced agents ready to provide personal service when you need it most. Call today for your free no-obligation review for auto, home, and life insurance that's custom-tailored just for you. Whether it's home, auto, or life insurance, Buddy Bridges and Farm Bureau Insurance have the right policy for you. Call Buddy today in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. South Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Southern Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. We are back on Sports Talk here on the Sports Talk Media Network. Phil Kornblut here at The Beach. We're at James Smith Realty. Let's uh, welcome in Chris Bergen now, who is with us from up in Spartanburg. He is at uh, Wofford at the Richardson Center, that beautiful basketball arena that they have uh, built at Wofford. Did so a few years ago. Wofford and Coastal Carolina going to tip it off in a little bit. And as I mentioned earlier, strange situation for Wofford, their head coach, having to walk away uh, as of uh, of yesterday for who knows how long. And you got Cliff Ellis going for win number 900 in what I think certainly is a Hall of Fame career for him. And um, he's not going to stop at 900 either, Chris. If he gets the chance, I think he'll uh, 
He'll keep on trying to add to those wins and see how far he can go. Well, there's no doubt, Phil, and I actually just got a chance to uh, visit with Coach, and I said, I don't want to put the announcer's jinx on here, but assuming you win tonight, it'll be your 900th career victory. Have you had a chance to even put that into perspective? And he kind of smiled and said, no, I haven't thought about it at all. No offense to Coach, I find that hard to believe uh, when you're sitting on a milestone like that because whenever it happens, whether it's tonight or Saturday against Region or next week at South Dakota, one or the other, he's going to pass 900 wins and would be the only third active coach right now behind Jim Beheim and Bob Huggins to reach 900 victories. And you're right, uh, Matt Hogue brought this up last night, and understandably from his role as AD at Coastal, but the fact that Cliff Ellis is not in the Hall of Fame right now just boggles the mind because of what he's been able to accomplish, not just at Coastal, but at Auburn and at Clemson and at South Alabama. And his career actually started at little tiny Cumberland College in Tennessee. So 48 years ago, Phil, and he's sitting on the cusp of history here tonight in Spartanburg. Yeah, not exactly basketball hotspots where he has coached two and uh, won championships both at Clemson and Auburn. And at South Alabama, I think it was a mid-major that was really good. Won championships at Coastal Carolina in the Big South and competitive in the in the Sun Belt. So uh, we'll see what happens. Be awfully nice for him, I'm sure. I know he wanted to get it the other night at Winthrop, and they fell short. You know he'd love to get it against an in-state rival. Oh, there's no doubt, and especially here on the road after as well as they played on Saturday against Winthrop. It would have been nice. They would have had to take advantage of, of Wilmington at home prior to that matchup with Winthrop. So they, they lost to Wilmington, so it set them up. They had to beat Winthrop to set up tonight. So you'll see how this goes. And you're right, it's, it's an interesting dynamic between the known in Cliff Ellis and the unknown with Wofford. Their team, much like Coastal's, had to go back into the transfer portal. They've got an entirely new roster, much the way the Shauna Clears have. But now, Phil, Dwight Perry is going to be taking over on an interim basis as uh, Jay McCauley takes a leave of absence, so you don't know how his team is going to respond. Do they come out and want to play really hard for the new coach and, and Coach Mc, uh, McCauley's absence, or are they flat because they've lost their head coach? You just don't know. I was chatting with a good friend of both of ours, Byron Rucker, who's been up here for years handling the facilities, and he said he anticipates a blowout one way or the other. <laughs> he anticipates a blowout. What's the word up there around Wofford from what you've picked up about what's going on with Coach McCauley, how long they expect him to be, to be out, what's their plan moving forward? It sounds like it's an indeterminate length of time from what I've been able to gather and uh, does not look like, at least for the foreseeable future, maybe when we get into Southern Conference play, they may give a little more clarity. But in terms of right now through the non-conference, I think it is Dwight Perry's team moving forward. And I guess – Perhaps I'm not sure all the background scenarios here. They've they've had an interesting couple of weeks up here with the change in football and perhaps you know the changeover at least on an interim basis in basketball. So don't know the all the ins and outs, but uh, might they be looking at Dwight Perry as possibly auditioning for the job? I, I just don't know, and I guess we'll find out over the course of the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Okay, hang tight. Let's take some phone calls. I've been promising that. I am a man who delivers on his promises. Oh, by the way, Pat, you wanted to jump in for a moment there uh, when I was talking about NIL and players leaving. And if you are taking NIL money and have a deal uh, and you transfer to another school, does that make that deal null and void? What do you think happens there? Well, yes, I do, did want to touch on that. But if, if it's all right, we can come back to that. Just while we still have Chris, was ho uh, we have some breaking news coming out of Coastal Carolina. And with as much as obviously he covers the program, would love to hear, hear his thoughts Edge rusher Josiah Stewart has just entered his name into the transfer portal. He will be leaving the Shauna Clears 
Uh, he was third on the team in sacks this season with three and a half. And just kind of curious his thoughts on what that may do to the program and if this may be the first of many now that we've seen Coach Chadwell depart. Wow, that's uh, big-time news there, Pat. I had not seen that getting ready for basketball. But Josiah Stewart last year, if I'm not mistaken, I can go back and double-check, but I think he was freshman of the year in the Sun Belt on the defensive side of the coin. Terrific rusher. He, he does a terrific job of getting in, in passing lanes. He can sack the quarterback. He's a tremendous athlete. So from a defensive standpoint alone, that is a, a huge, huge loss for Coastal as they get ready for the uh, Birmingham Bowl against East Carolina in a couple of weeks. And, yes, Chris, he was not only the freshman of the year in the Sun Belt, but he was also a freshman All-American. Uh, he did not quite have, he had 10 and a half sacks as a freshman. He, that fell to three and a half this year, but still a tremendous player. Yeah. Face it, he just didn't want to go to Birmingham. He's like, I'm not going to Birmingham. You guys can go to Birmingham. I'm going somewhere else. Have fun in 30 degree temperature in Birmingham. All right. Thank you, Pat. Let's go to the phones. We go to uh, Tiger Bryan. In Lancaster, see if Tiger Bryan's gotten his stripes back after winning the ACC championship. Tiger Bryan, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I, I, yeah, I got. I, I ain't never lost my stripes down corn now. You know that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Hey, I just got to – did y'all see what I seen on the ACC game? When Cade came in there, I mean, the whole team played faster. You know, the defense did good, you know, so-so. But they, the whole team seemed like they played faster with you know than DJ's you know yeah. running the chase. I just you know I don't know if he can't uh, he couldn't read the defense or get the plays in. I don't know, but it just looked so much faster with Cave in there, you know. Uh, and I got another question for you. Well, let me just uh, respond. Let me respond real quick to you. You know, uh, I was looking at Uyangale's numbers uh, last night as I was writing a story about him, and, uh, I mean, uh, he had his best year ever at Clemson this year. His numbers were up in terms of passing yardage. His numbers were up in terms of touchdown passes by a bunch. His interception numbers were down, uh, and his completion percentage was up. So, I mean, across the board, statistically, he was a better quarterback than he was last year. But anybody who watched could tell over the last few games something, a switch was turned off with him. You know what I'm saying? He looked, to me, very robotic and unsure of almost everything he was doing. And, and you know, in football, it's got to be, especially a quarterback, right? It's got to be instinctual. You see something, you react. You can't think. It's boom, 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 boom. And he just it, it just seemed to me he was – overthinking it or thinking it when he should have been reacting and being instinctual. I don't know if the outside pressure, I don't know if the words from his coaches got to him, you know, that, hey, it's it's now or never when they were going into the Louisville game, the, the threat of losing his job. Finally, he, he was trying to be too perfect, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see how he, how he performs wherever he lands next. Maybe he'll feel free of the pressure and he'll be more instinctual and reactionary than out there trying to think it through every time he's trying to do something. Well, you know, he, yeah, it's hard to follow Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, that's a lot of pressure on him right there, I mean. Well, well, I mean, that's like the next caller in line after following you, Tiger Brian, because, I mean, you, you, you set the bar so high. <laughs> For the callers, I mean, it's like the next guy up is like, oh, how am I going to match that? Hey, you pat me on the back, but I'll see you right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. wondered if uh, if uh, Rattler's gonna come back for South Carolina because he, uh, yeah, he I, he played his butt off last few games. I see him playing, you know, the bowl game. I mean, his his stock's probably up now if he went pro. You know I me, mean? but well, you know, the pros do they look at a couple of games? They look at the whole season. Do they look at a workout? Um, you know, right now his plan is to play in the bowl game. He has said that. He plans to play in the bowl game. And then he'll have time after that to make a decision about what he wants to do next. If he lights up Notre Dame in the bowl game, you know, that might that might start something spinning in his head. And who knows who, who, he, who he listens to, you know. Um, you know he's got agents talking to him. Some are probably saying go ahead and make the move. Uh, some NFL people might be saying, you know what, stay in school. You could really benefit from another year. He's just got to weigh the pros and cons with his family and make that decision. Thank you, TB. Hit the break. More calls coming up. Go, 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 It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. Me in the club, full of bubble. We are back on Sports Talk. Sports Talk Media Network from James Smith Realty. He likes to go by Jimmy. Jimmy Smith Realty here in the Pauley's Island, Litchfield. And our phone number, 888-898-2525. And I see where Reserve USC Safety Tyrese Ross is transferring. You know, we treat these guys. I say we. No, not we. We don't treat these guys. But... The internet websites, they treat every one of these guys going into the portal like they're some giant of football. You know, breaking news, breaking news. Safety Tyrese Ross has entered the portal. I mean, the only time you heard about Tyrese Ross was when he transferred out of Washington State and landed at South Carolina and when he's leaving South Carolina. In between, he hardly played. But we make – that's what I said the other day. The only time some of these people are famous is when they commit and when they go into the portal. But we treat it like it's some sort of huge news. I mean, unfortunately for the player, you weren't good enough to play at South Carolina. You obviously weren't good enough to play at Washington. I think it was Washington State, right? Yeah, Washington State. Um, or maybe it was Washington. Washington or Washington State. And now you're looking for another place. And, you know, I think part of the problem with – the internet media is they have no editorial sense. They don't know a big story from a non-story. They treat every story like it's end of the world. Like what I've been reading on this search for the new OC at South Carolina. He's not hiring anybody anytime soon. Yet some of your internet writers want you to believe that something's happening and that all these big-name coaches are lining up to come to South Carolina. There's interest in the job, but like Dan Mullen was never coming to South Carolina, Chris, to be the offensive coordinator. Never, 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 not in 100 years, was he going to come work for Shane Beamer. I don't care if their houses, if they share duplexes together in Boynton <laughs> Beach, Florida, whatever the case may be. You're not talking about a guy who was the head coach at Mississippi State and a head coach at Florida going to come and be an OC at South Carolina. That was never going to happen. You wouldn't think that'd be the case, Phil, but there were so many reports that came out over the weekend and late last week that a deal was almost imminent. No, that Dan was, Mullen evidently went on national sports radio this morning. Yeah. I'm not sure what station he was on, but actually had to come out and say, I'm not going to South Carolina. 
And you begin to wonder, too, if that's enough to quell the rumors. But you're right. And back to your point about uh, NIL, excuse me, uh, transfer portal guys, where do we draw the line? I would think Jaheim Bell and DJ Uyangale are big enough stories that you would mention they're into the transfer portal. So do you go to their backups? Is that as far back as we would go? Do you have to factor in playing time, value to the team? Just as from a journalistic standpoint here on Sports Talk, I mean, what guys do you think should be talked about and maybe what guys shouldn't? Well, here's my, my, my standard is this. A scholarship player who's transferring uh, gets mentioned. A walk-on player who goes in the portal, I don't mention. Um, but if you're, a, if you're a scholarship guy, the, the one piece of big information is, is it opens up a scholarship for somebody else to come in. So that opens up a space in the roster. But, no, I won't go with the walk-on players. But I will mention even a scholarship guy who never played, uh, I feel like you got to mention it. The fact that he's leaving, that does open up a spot in your 85. That's why I mention it. No, that makes perfect sense. And I think probably we'll get to a point because there are going to be so many players. Like last night, we were joking. We should have had Sports Talk and Sports Talk 2 just so Pat could constantly for two hours run through how many people went into the transfer portal. I mean, we, we weren't even worried about guys playing for Texas and you know Florida State and outside our area. We were just trying to focus on basically SEC and maybe even a- ACC players. Well, I mean, we're going to get to a point you've got to draw a line somewhere as to how many guys you actually comment on where the, the fans just don't get overload when their players leave and all these other teams leave because somebody's going to end up coming into South Carolina to replace the guys in Clemson, too, to replace the guys they lose. Well, I mean, look, the, the portal has taken on a life of its own, and the websites, especially on three, which is the, the youngest of the three major sports websites that cover college sports and recruiting and all that, they, they made it one of their missions to be front and center on the transfer stuff. And, and that's fine. It's a good business plan for them. And they've got their own transfer portal database and all that. And it's informative. And I'm seeing right now, as of today, they list 1,005 players in the transfer portal john database 27 have committed or 2.69 percent and eight have withdrawn uh, less than one percent so a thousand and five entered at one point um, with tyron tyrese ross being uh, one of the most recent ones uh, to enter look tyrese ross is a nice kid had a chance to talk to him when he was transferring to south carolina no no bad things to say about him he's out of atlanta but it's pretty obvious he's not a, a, a an SEC level player. Maybe not even a FBS level player, because South Carolina needed help at safety, and I mean it was only in the most desperate of situations that he got a chance to really get in there and play some. Um, and there was a time there where he did help them a little bit. I can remember Beamer calling him out and saying that he played well. But um, I don't know the transferring thing. And the other thing. <laughs> The, the putting out the, the farewell tweet, you know, of course, invoking God and in everything that you do when you when you don't want people raining criticism upon you. What do you do? You invoke, uh, you know, your, your whatever you invoke religion in it. And that's that that stops them right there at the front door. And then you talk about what uh, what a great place it is that you are leaving and what great people there that you are leaving and what great friends you have there that you are leaving. And the first thing that, thing that comes to my mind is, well, then why are you leaving? If the place is great and the people are great and you're having a great time there, why are you leaving? 
Is, is it overplaying time? Well, then stay in there and fight for your position. Work harder, be smarter, and, and fight for playing time, you know? But the mindset of these people, I just, I just don't get it. I can't relate to it, to be honest with you. My favorite part, and, and I agree with you with regards to the farewell tweets, but they must all work off the same template because you can look mm. at every single one of those tweets and they'll run through, as you pointed out, want to thank the coaching staff for the opportunity. The fans have been great. Love my teammates. And then the last paragraph is always the same. With that being said, yeah. I'm entering my name into the transfer portal. Go, go look at any of the tweets you have seen, Jaheim Bell, DJ Uyangale, any of them. They always end with it. With that being said, it's almost like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to offend you, but I'm going to offend you. Same thing here. You know, I, I, I loved it here, but I'm going to transfer. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and good luck because, as I pointed out at the beginning of the show, the numbers say there's a pretty good chance you're not going to find a new place unless, you know, you're that super guy, but, you know, Look at JT Daniels, went from Southern Cal to Georgia to West Virginia, and I think he's in the portal again or plans to be in the portal, according to reports. So where does it end with some of these people? All right, back to the phones, 888-898-2525. Appreciate your patience. We got off on a tangent there, thanks to Chris. Uh, Jody in West Florence. I'm sorry, West Columbia. I can't even read anymore. Jody in West Columbia, you are on Sports Talk. Welcome in. All right, Phil, here's the question. What about the academics? How much of the the colleges? Think about it. When I graduated from college. That is the funniest thing I've heard all football. Academics. Academics. Think about it, Phil. Please, please. Just completely disregard the academic standard at a college to take a two- or a three-year transfer guy. Uh, Academics don't even come into play anymore. Academics are so far removed from the college athletic scene. I mean, come on. Unless you're a volleyball player or softball player or somebody like that, who cares about academics when it comes to football and basketball players? Let's use the guy you just talked about. He was a freshman at Washington State or wherever. He's a sophomore here at Carolina. Well, when I was in college, you could only transfer like 20 hours to your to your degree. Uh, no, excuse me, not even to the degree. And how about the hours matching? So every college that's taking these transfer kids have basically said, screw my academic standards. We're going to take it for the money. Every college that takes an NIL guy is saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, literally. He's a redshirt so senior. Bell, Pat's telling me he's a uh, – let's see, Ross is a redshirt senior. Yeah, he's an older guy because he was at Washington State for a couple years, I think, How before he transferred to How did South Carolina even take him? How do they even take him if there's three years' worth of academics? Who's he getting his degree from, Washington State? I, I have Carolina? no idea. These guys school? are going to have so many degrees they can use them for toilet paper and it last them well, a week. We, we, I mean, I don't, I don't know how all that works. That's what I'm saying. Ultimately, that's not what's going to happen. He's probably going to graduate with no degree. But my point is simple. The NIL is creating a situation where kids transfer where they want, don't get a degree, and then aren't playing football after they transfer. How do you think employees – I'm sorry. How do you think employers down the road, you know, when these guys, when their football – their athletic days are over and they're not playing in the NFL or the NBA – 
and you go for a job interview, and the guy goes, okay, let's see. Mm, you started out at uh, Southern Cal, kept good. And then you went to Georgia, then you went to West Virginia, and, and then you went over, you know. I mean, I agree. What is that, what's that going to say? What's the, the, the message to a, 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 a high-level employee who might be looking to pay you good money, but he's a little bit worried about your ability to stay in one place and kind of be committed to something? Absolutely. And now to top it all off, what was the state of uh, what was the state in the United States that just allowed NIL in high school? Oh, I think so that's coming. Just, I mean, I, that's already yeah. here. You're, you're already getting that yeah. in some parts of the country. That's the next thing. The high schools are gradually the high school athletic scene is gradually going to be sucked up into all this too. It's un, it's undeniable and it's unstoppable. You're you're absolutely right. But I'm telling you, every college that has taken an NIL kid. That's got more than a year. As a freshman, you can redshirt and change. Has taken it. They have basically said their academic standards are squat. Well, I don't really that's think academics enters into the conversation much anymore. Anyway, I mean, the schools might talk about it, and the play and the coaches when they recruit might talk about it, uh, and you might run across a, a family here, a family there that might really be interested in that, but. <laughs> Not from what I can tell, the vast majority are looking for other things right now and making their decisions. And 95% of these athletes still don't go into the pros. And here's the other thing, too. I mean, you get all excited about your recruiting class for, say, 2023. Well, how many of those folks are going to hit the transfer portal, John, come this time next year or maybe two years down the road? Um, I mean, I know transferring has always happened in college sports. Okay, but it was somewhat limited because you had to pay a penalty to transfer. And that kept a lot of folks from making that move. Some benefited from staying put and others, you know, didn't achieve what they thought they were going to achieve. Um, But this total complete free agency that you've got right now for college sports, I don't know if that's the correct answer either. I'm not saying one way or another, but I'm just saying I don't know if it's the correct way either at this particular time. some guardrails of some sort, and I know they've put in the thing about the one-year transfer, but seems to me like that's going to get um, abused in some form or fashion as well. You know, just like the original rule for the grad transfer. The original rule for the grad transfer was for academic reasons. You were transferring because the school you're at did not offer the grad studies that you want in graduate school. Fine, you can have a free transfer to a school. That gave you that. Well, that became the widespread excuse for everybody transferring and not having to sit out. They didn't care about what grad degree they were getting. They were going to take advantage of the rule. So it's like everything that's created by the NCAA gets abused in one way or another. That's because they don't think it through and long-term think it through. You're correct. You're correct. Thank you very much. Great hearing from you. And, Phil, if I may, and I remember Frank Martin saying this a couple of years ago when the – one-year transfer in the transfer portal was really starting to hit football. Mm-hmm. He said, you guys are only worried about it now because it's football. It's been affecting basketball much longer. And I'll use these two teams I'm about to watch tonight, Wofford and Coastal Carolina. These two played last year in December in Conway. There are 23 combined, 23 different players mm. that have been added to the two rosters from a season ago when these two teams played. I mean, if you're a fan, I mean, one of the things I loved about sports growing up as a kid, right, was knowing the players on my team. 
like, you know, as a Yankee fan growing up, I thought Mickey Mantle lived in New York, was a New Yorker. That was part of the deal. You played for the Yankees. You were all New Yorkers. That's where you were. But they were pretty much the same players year after year after year. And eventually free agency came to pro sports and players started moving around. But in the colleges, you didn't have that. You had your players for four years. You knew they were going to be there for four years unless they flunked out. There wasn't a lot of transferring going on. And you got to know the players. They became family to you. All that's out the window now especially in basketball. I mean, basketball is nothing but glorified AAU, and football is taking on the same um, characteristics of basketball from that standpoint, just in a grander scale. And over time, I think you're going to see even more and more turnover and more and more rosters flip quicker in football because of this. Uh, By the way, you bring up Frank Martin, uh, his uh, Massachusetts Minutemen are 8-1 and at this point. About that. Playing some really good basketball. Watched them when they were down at Myrtle Beach for the Myrtle Beach Invitational. I thought they looked awfully, awfully good. Yeah, yeah, they haven't played the toughest of schedules, you know, but that, that, that was impressive down in Charleston. Those are the best games that they have played thus far. All right, got to hit a break. We'll come back on the other side and continue with your phone calls. And I think you are headed off, Mr. Bergen, to do that your correct. game. I'm going to bid you guys adieu. Get ready for Coastal and Wofford. See if Cliff Ellis can get win number 900 in his career. And uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, uh, great having you with us. Enjoy uh, Sparkle City. We'll see you tomorrow. And we'll be back after the break. Take more of your phone calls, 888-898-2525. Will Merritt going to join us at 730 tonight. We'll be back. I'm attorney Jim Corbett. I love sports, and I've helped people for over 30 years. Contact me at jim at jimcorbettattorney.com when the insurance company won't pay your claim or you have complicated issues. Some other business causes your business to lose money? Jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. When you lose a relative and find out you got cut out of a will or don't get what was promised. When you have serious injury, like from a wreck or mishap or on the job. Jim at jimcorbettattorney.com. In Columbia, South Carolina, game days are our specialty. Whether you're watching the game from inside the stadium or from the big screen at your favorite local spot, the energy remains the same. Craft the perfect fall Saturday in a city where there is plenty of action on and off the field. From tubing and kayaking to Soda City to rooftop restaurants and plenty barbecue. We're ready when you are. Plan your weekend at experiencecolumbiasc.com. Thank you. Thank you for world-traveling rocket scientists. For tires bigger than your grandma's house. For 3D printing research. For artists in residency. Thank you for all the things that take us to the next level. Thank you for playing the lottery. For funding scholarships. For funding grants. For funding innovation in this state. Thank you. The South Carolina Education Lottery. When you play, we all win. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at seccattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. 
Baker Mayfield, former Panthers quarterback, former Browns quarterback, claimed off waivers by the Rams today. Uh, so he gets uh, another shot uh, with an NFL team. I was just thinking today, you know, I put in my vote for the the Heisman yesterday. I can't tell you yet who I voted for, though uh, I didn't, I, I'll, I'll tell you that uh did not vote for the expected winner for um, reasons beyond football. I'll explain that uh, later on after the the announcement is made next week, I guess next Monday when we talk about it. Um, but I was thinking, too, you know, about the quarterback from TCU and all that. But I know he posted some great numbers. But, I mean, and Pat, help me out here. I was just trying to think about this. Name me a quarterback from the Big 12 who's gone on in recent years to become a prominent successful NFL quarterback. And I bring that up because, let's face it, quarterbacks in the Big 12, they don't see a lot of great defenses. They're not challenged a whole lot by great defenses. Therefore, I think their numbers are are somewhat inflated. Okay, I guess Kyler Murray would be one. Um, I would not put Hurts in that category because he's mostly an SEC guy than he was a, a Big 12 guy. But just thinking about it, Murray would be one. I mean, May, Mayfield is an NFL quarterback, but he hasn't been all that successful. Um, can you think of any other prominent NFL quarterback that came from the Big 12 who had all kind of big numbers in the Big 12? Uh, well, his NFL career was unfortunately cut short, but uh, I would argue Robert Griffin III, um, he had future superstar written all over him. The, yeah. the Washington franchise just, just destroyed him. Um, Ryan Tannehill, but I don't know if uh, – I don't know if I'd call him great. I mean, he's been a long-time starter at this point with the Dolphins and now the Titans, but he's certainly not what anybody would think of as a superstar. Um, I might push back with the Jalen Hurts thing because I, I feel like he played his best football at Oklahoma. I don't think he really was unleashed until he played for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. And that's but was more that of the, because of the defenses he was facing? That's a valid point, but, it, yeah. but if you're going to use that argument – does that mean he's facing similarly poor defenses in the NFL? Because he's putting up MV- – I mean, he's the, he's the MVP favorite right now in the NFL. Um, I can't really get much much better than that. Mm-hmm. But, but I see the point you're making. I mean, we've seen Baker Mayfield come out, hasn't done that well. And even – as I say that, I'm drawing a blank. Help me out. Uh, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Who, Not, yeah, Murray. He, he's, he's shown flashes of greatness, but he's also shown flashes of – not being very great too so he may be falling into that category as well uh that may have more to do with his size than his play style though he's just unfortunately not blessed with a huge frame so he's sustaining injuries but um you make a good point they do not play much much defense in the big 12 a lot of offenses run the air raid attack which of course puts up video game like numbers which is then appealing to nfl franchises and then oftentimes they struggle like a baker mayfield you make a good Mm -hmm. point all right, let's go to Ron in Greenville. We keep it on the phones here on Sports Talk. And, Ron, welcome in. How are you tonight? I'm doing good, Phil. How about you? We're good, sir. Thank you. Let me ask you a couple questions. First of all, what is the line on the Clemson-Tennessee game? Uh, Clemson is favored by seven and a half, I believe it is. Let me just double-check oh, really? that. Mm-hmm. Let me double-check that. Um, what's your next question? Why? While, while I'm I seeing look that two and up? a half for you right now. I'm seeing oh, Clemson yeah, being a two, two and, and a half, half favorite. 
Yeah, my bad. Two and a half. What was I thinking? Okay. okay. In South so Carolina, is, Notre Dame was Notre Dame was four and a half, and Clemson's two and a half. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you made a great point a while ago. I saw uh, on TV a while ago where nine Clemson players had announced they transferred, and you know they had a they had interviews last night with some of them. Mm-hmm. They all thanked Clemson for what they done. They really enjoyed it. Let me let me tell you one thing. If you loved the place that you played for, you wouldn't you wouldn't up and leave them. You would stay and play or try to play. You don't you didn't think too much of them or you wouldn't leave. Well, why why do people go to college now to begin with? When I say people, I mean athletes. Why are they going to college? Are they going simply because of the they just see it as a stepping stone to the next level and all they care about is what's inside that football building they could care less about the rest of the campus they don't fall in love with the school it's not they don't have that feeling of it being my alma mater and and that being my school for the rest of time um i mean aren't you confused when you go to i mean Spencer Rattler, is he going to be a Gamecock for life or an Oklahoma Sooner for life? Or any, any transfer guy. Um, who, where, do you, where do you put down the – where do you draw the line on this was my school and, and this, is, this is the place that I loved for, for college? Or do you just ignore all that and avoid all that um, as you move on, move on into your adult life? Well, I think he probably going to wind up South Carolina next year. I think you make lots more at South Carolina than you would in professional football. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if Rattler came back to South Carolina, there'd be some good NIL money there for him, I, I would think. Though according to uh, what I've read about Jaheim Bell, one of the reasons he left South Carolina was he wasn't getting the NIL stuff that he expected to get. So go figure. Be right back. Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. Okay, we're back. It is Sports Talk here on the Sports Talk Media Network. We're at the beach for the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl coming up on Saturday. Broadcast on our network will be at 12 o'clock. Kickoff will be at 12.30. By the way, thanks to my buddy, Tommy Cutno, sent me updated odds on the Clemson and South Carolina football games, the bowl games. And Clemson is a 6 is currently a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. I thought it was like seven-and-a-half when I first saw it. Clemson is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and South Carolina is a three-and-a-half-point underdog. My bad, to, Phil. No, no, that's okay. I, I saw what you sent, but, um, yeah, I thought it opened at seven-and-a-half on Sunday when I first saw it. It's six-and-a-half and three-and-a-half and uh, Notre Dame over South Carolina. Uh, before we get back to phone calls, um, give me a moment for the Touchstone Energy Cooperatives Bowl because we have new rosters here, updated rosters, because there's been a number of players changed out for injury reasons or whatever. So I'm going to go back over the rosters. Of course, we did this tonight. The rosters were released. But we got new players, new names. I want to give everybody credit. So give me a moment. 
and then we'll get back to your phone calls. A little drum roll in the background. Nice. So for your North team now, this is the roster that will go to work. The first practice is tomorrow morning. Uh, They're going to practice twice tomorrow, uh, twice on uh, Thursday, twice on Friday. And, of course, Thursday they go over to the Target here in Myrtle Beach and uh, hang out with the young kids. So the North roster, defensive back Donovan Watkins, Fairfield Central, receiver Tyleek Mathis of Saluda, receiver Drake Sloan of Powdersville, running back Bryson James of Clinton, receiver Keithan Washington of Denmark Oler, defensive back Josiah Jeffrey of Greenwood, linebacker Kazi Bland of Southside, linebacker Evan Javis of Spring Valley, wide receiver Eli Merck of Daniel, quarterback Colby Shaw from Burns, quarterback Bennett Judy of Hillcrest, defensive back Austin McGee of Greer, linebacker Ty Cade of Abbeville, defensive back Will White of Dorman, linebacker Peyton Little of Powdersville, defensive back Caliber Hoey of Gaffney, running back Ashawn Durant of McCormick, defensive back Jalen Foster of Emerald, defensive lineman Hunter Puckett of Westside, defensive back Trayvon West of Wren, defensive back Jacob Gary of Blythewood, linebacker David Wilson of Spring Valley, defensive lineman long snapper Jeb Robinson of Hillcrest, offensive lineman Lawton Clamp of Traveler's Rest, offensive lineman Cam Johnson of Seneca, Defensive lineman Cameron Jackson, Spartanburg. Offensive lineman Elijah Radden, Gray Collegiate. Offensive lineman Zach Moss of York. Defensive lineman Maquan Gear of Daniel. Defensive lineman Hezekiah Kennard of Clennon. Offensive lineman Peter Blacks, Ridge Spring Mineta. Linebacker Terrell Hopkins of C.A. Johnson. Offensive lineman Cameron Darby of Belton Honeypath. Offensive lineman A.C.A. McMoore, South Point. Offensive lineman Graham Smith, Dorman, kicker Addison Nichols, Abbeville. Offensive lineman Carlito Jones of Pendleton, receiver Kaya Cook of Burns, receiver Kaysen Elledge of Lawrence, tight end Taylon Washington, North Augusta, defensive lineman Anthony Thurman of Blythewood, receiver B.J. Atkins of Christ Church, linebacker Damian Jackson of Northwestern, defensive lineman Abraham Fife of Chapman. There you go. That's the North. For the South, wide receiver Nate Branch of Lower Richland, wide receiver Elijah Chalmers of Marlboro County, defensive back Darian Perry of May River, quarterback Zoltan Osborne of Fort Dorchester, quarterback Tanner Staten of Brooklyn Casey, defensive back Jordan Turner of Goose Creek, defensive back Malik Ori of Hanahan, athlete Casey Fields of Buford. That guy, I can't wait to see him play again. This is the guy who carried it 37 times in the state championship game the other night for like 260 yards. Wow. Receiver Tay Sellers of Hannah Pamplico. Receiver Jalen Linder of Bluffton. Receiver Jake Doty, Luke's brother of Myrtle Beach. Defensive back Colton Fairs of Buford, who's also a heck of a running back and a returner. He had a big game in the state championship game. Defensive lineman Jaden Jones of May River. Linebacker Chandler Perry of Dutch Fork. Receiver Justin Daniels of Manning. Running back Jayshon Anderson of Hartsville. Running back Jonah Norris of Lexington. Those are two good ones, Anderson and Norris. Big yardage there. Defensive back Brandon Cisse of Lakewood. Athlete Daquan Burrows of Johnsonville. Running back Tyler Smith of Barnwell. Another one with great numbers. 
Defensive back Javon Gillespie of Ridgeview. Linebacker O'Marion Buckman. Bamberg Earhart. Linebacker Jalen Davis of South Florence. Defensive lineman Anthony Grant of Dillon. Defensive lineman Trent Richardson of Lee Central. Defensive lineman Timothy Castain of Oceanside Collegiate. Linebacker Tory Gathers of Stratford. Offensive lineman Josh Daniels of West Florence. Defensive lineman Elijah Brown of Sumter. Defensive lineman Amante McCray, Cross. Offensive lineman Cameron Durant of Cane Bay. Offensive lineman Mason Gregg from Sumter. Offensive lineman Shafan Boyd of Andrews. Offensive lineman Nathan Thompson of Conway. It's got to be the son of Coach Nate Thompson. Linebacker Fuller Sims of Andrew Jackson. Offensive lineman Blake Cook of Gilbert. Offensive lineman Kendall Brown of Wilson. Defensive lineman DeMonte Garrett of Lower Richland. Offensive lineman James Mosley of Woodland. Wide receiver Nigel Johnson of Crestwood. Tight end, holder, and long snapper. How can you be a holder and a long snapper? Jalen Davis of Lake Marion. Tight end Tracy Stevens of Ridgeview. Kicker, punter Jack Well of Lucy Beckham. And defensive lineman Max Drag from Chapin. There you go. Congratulations to all those. Some have been on the list. Some are new to the list and want to get everybody back out there so you know who we'll be talking about with practice. Practice? Practice beginning tomorrow. Two tomorrow, two on Thursday, two on Friday, open to the public over at Myrtle Beach High School. Okay. Phil, two quick notes, too. You, you asked how could you be a holder and a long snapper I'm guessing you must be really, really fast. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then second of all, we had a call. Shame on us. Major egg on, on both of our faces, especially me, because I'm a self-proclaimed stats nerd with this kind of thing. But William in Charleston was kind enough to point out to us, we forgot a significant NFL quarterback that came from the Big 12. He's won an MVP in a Super Bowl. See if you'll figure that out before I give it to you. All right, let's take the calls. I'll think on that. <laughs> And we'll we'll jump on that as we go through the rest of these calls, it's and I'll Patrick think on Mahomes. that. That's all right. It's Patrick Mahomes. Shame, oh, Patrick shame Mahomes. on us. One yeah, of, the, one of yeah. the best quarterbacks in the league played right. at Texas Tech. Right, right, right. Okay, one out of 32. We did Making okay. a huge yeah. impact. One out of 32. Uh, David in Manning with us next here on Sports Talk. David, it's great to have you with us, and welcome into the program. To the conversation about the transfer portal, and I wanted to – I had a few thoughts on that. One, I think the reason why these players say such nice things in their departure letters is to try to take away the, the mark of being a quitter on their team by, by being appreciative of where they're leaving and that they're not a problem. I think they do that more of marketing than anything. Mm-hmm. And then the Makes second sense. thing I, I would say, how much – I wonder – I just had this thought as y'all were talking. How much role does a coach play in it where he encourages the players that he does not want anymore – to go to the transfer portal because yeah. they're not going to play so that he can pick up some of the other guys. And how, what percentage of that 1,000 guys are being nudged to the transfer portal by the coaches? Well, that's interesting that you should bring that up because Pat has a piece of audio that we've been holding to play of Deion Sanders in his first meeting the other day with the team at Colorado. You want to play that now, Pat, because I think this would answer some of what David is, is talking about here. Absolutely. Seems like a perfect segue. And for, for those of our callers unfamiliar, although you must be living under a rock, 
Uh, Deion Sanders, primetime, of course, spent the last couple of seasons at Jackson State in Mississippi. He brought an unparalleled amount of awareness to HBCUs. He got lots of national attention, lots of uh, uh, money to those universities, and just a lot of a lot of good attention, goodwill. He has now accepted the head coaching job at Colorado. Well, in his opening, I guess you could call it a meet team meeting with the Colorado players from this past season, he was very blunt with his message to these to these young men about what they should expect to have uh, what they should expect mm-hmm. to have happen with them next season. So here, listen from the very beginning. This is what Dion had to say to his new his new team. Mm-hmm. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me, and it's Louis. Okay, it ain't gonna be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body. And some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get here, it's going to be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Because we bring kids. That are smart, say that smart, smart. Tough. tough, fast, fast. disciplined, discipline. with character. One more time. Smart, smart, tough, tough. Fast. fast, disciplined, discipline. with character. That's the one we're going to get. Is that you? Is that you? <laughs> I mean, I love that. Same. I love that. I mean, it's a cold business now. It's. College football is a cold-hearted, cutthroat. Has it always been that way? Maybe it has been. We just didn't know it because there wasn't a camera everywhere following a coach's every move and being posted on social media. Maybe that's the way the Bud Wilkinsons and the Eric Parsegans and the, the Bear Bryants of the day, maybe that's how they talked to their players back then, you know, just in a different way but the same message. But I see players flocking to Colorado now. Because of Dion, absolutely, and Phil, that was the point, and why I initially wanted to play that audio, and I hope that did answer some some of the questions from our caller. There was right now, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I feel very strongly that the Nick Sabans, the Dabo Sweeney's, the all major coaches around the country right now, they are taking a lot of notice of what is happening in Colorado, and they are quite frankly scared. Mm. Uh, Alabama has a dozen players in the portal right now. Every single one. I know we don't like to focus on the star ratings, but every single one is a four- or five-star former recruit. The only reason I mention that is just to emphasize the level of talent other people expect from these young men uh, and what they can potentially contribute to teams they play for. Colorado is now immediately a destination. I don't know what Auburn was thinking, although shame on me after their decisions the last few years and how they've handled their coaches. I don't know what they were thinking by not – hiring this man. Colorado, I, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now. I bet they are either in the playoff or, at worst, sitting barely outside of the college football playoff next season. The amount of sheer talent they are going to get. I read today an insider out in Colorado claims that over 100 former four- and five-star players have already reached out to Dion in the last 24 hours wanting to come, come out there and play. Now, obviously, they're not all going to be able to fit on that roster, but he is going to walk out just an unbelievably talented team similar to what we saw from Southern Cal this year with Lincoln Riley he had them one game away from from the playoff if they had beaten Utah in the Pac-12 championship 
they were terrible last year. I, I think Southern Cal won, what, three, maybe four games last year. Colorado, I believe, won two games this year. But you can tell he's hitting the ground running, and he is going to put out an absolute squad next year. Mm-hmm. And with the departures uh, uh, after the next season to the Big Ten of UCLA and Southern Cal, I would expect Colorado every year he is there, however long that may be, to be right up there in the conversation for Pac-12 championships. And if there's something that is going to make the NCAA change the rules on the portal and make it a little bit harder for these players to move, in particular players that move multiple times, getting calls from Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney and players like, or sorry, coaches like that complaining about what he's able to do there, what Lincoln Riley is able to do at Southern Cal, et cetera, et cetera, that is going to be what it takes for the NCAA to lay down the hammer. I don't know what they can do. I can. I don't know what uh, you know. I mean, you you start taking away the freedoms, and then you're facing a potential strike, work stoppage by the players, or lawsuits again. And you've already been struck down by the Supreme Court. the The one thing that separated you from the pros, the Supreme Court has said you can't do it anymore. So I don't know what they can do. I mean, they've put in the rule, you know, one-time free transfer now, but let's see what happens the next time a player transfers but then wants to transfer again. I dare you to tell him no. Yeah, here's your waiver. Oh, you got a sick grandmother uh, down, you know, back home? Yeah, here's your waiver. I mean, that was the thing. They were handing out waivers like they were handing out chocolate chip cookies back in the day until they changed the rules. So I don't know the NCAA has any teeth whatsoever left at all. Well, here's a question They've gone through teeth. They've gone through dentures. They've gone through pretty much everything. You're exactly right. And you mentioned earlier, brought up the example of JT Daniels, and he's gone, of course, Southern Cal, Georgia, West Virginia. He's now back in the portal. I saw that come across the line this afternoon. Uh, He's officially in the portal now. Well, is he going to have to sit out a year, or is he still able to – to transfer, because I was under the impression it was a one-time free transfer, and after that, you were supposed to sit out a year. But maybe that changed during COVID, and thus they allowed a two-time transfer. But if you're talking about now a third-time transferring, well, if, of course, if he's a grad transfer, I guess that takes that away, because that yep. allows you to not have to sit out a year. Exactly. All right, let's take another quick phone call before the break, 888-898-2525. And David, thank you for your phone call. Uh, Gamecock Larry in Swansea is with us next. Gamecock Larry, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing okay. But I'm just laying here listening to all this transfer portal and stuff and yep. all that. Yep. Money, 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 money. Some come, some go. Lose some, get some. The rich gets the richer, rich gets the most, the poor gets the less. We're going to be first, second, third string, whatever it is. But that's all right. I'm still a Gamecock. Ten down and 355 to go. (laughs) Ten down, 355 to go. Has it been ten days already? Yes, sir, and I have enjoyed every one of them. I ain't been getting much sleep because I've been, oh, Lord, I just, it's hard to sleep. Yeah. But it's been such a long, it's been a long time since I could say a little bit of trash to really enjoy it. It's been quite a while, but you know what? Mm. 
You better get your pocketbook open, Dabo. Because we got some deep pockets here in South Carolina, but we ain't got Dion's pocket. <laughs> we, well, I'm just going to lay back and enjoy it. And But uh, what's the game cock? Always the game cock. Yes, sir. I'm, ju- I'm it, just glad it, it, that you it, it, didn't play it. I'm just glad you didn't start play that quarterback that you put in there against North Carolina. Those, <laughs> oh yeah, because those Spencer would have took him to the took him to the woodshed, and if they come if Spencer come back next year, I just hope old Gamecock lasts around because Spencer gonna take him to the woodshed. Like I say, I wish all these young men leaving, wish them the best. We're going to have to get some more. That's about all i got to say, but I'm boy, oh, boy. 355 more days, if the good Lord will it. Go well, game. When God. you wake up tomorrow, thought, and thank you, thank you very much. When you wake up tomorrow, it'll be 354. So you'll be a day closer to the, to the rematch. All right, thank you for the phone call. Yeah, um, got to go to the break, but, I mean, it really is like, in many cases, becoming like rent-a-player. It's becoming like rent-a-player. It's like Major League Baseball teams, after the July trading deadline, picking up a guy off the waiver wire who clears waivers, a reliever, whatever, just to help him get to the pennant chase and into the playoffs, and he helps you win the World Series, and then he's he's gone. He goes somewhere else. Rent-a-player. It's kind of where we are in college sports now. Hit the break. We'll be back in a moment. Founders Federal Credit Union knows your life is busy and your money is important. We are proud to offer local personalized services and convenient online services like Founders Online and the Founders app. You'll love being with us as much as we love serving you. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com or one of our 37 convenient locations to see if you qualify for membership with Founders. Relax, win with Founders. Terms and conditions apply. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Phil Kornblut of Sports Talk here with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. What words of wisdom do you have for those hitting the water this summer? Phil, collisions can be prevented easily if every vessel operator fulfills three major responsibilities. One, practice good seamanship. It's the responsibility of every boat or PwC operator to take all necessary action to avoid a collision. Two, keep a proper lookout. Failing to keep a sharp lookout is the most common cause of boating collisions. And finally, maintain a safe speed. Remember, boat safe, boat smart. Life, it has its ups and downs. Sometimes it's little things like hitting every red light or dropping your cell phone. Maybe it's the bills, rent, or pressure at work. But when it comes to the South Carolina Education Lottery, you should never feel like playing will solve everything. The lottery is a game. It's played for fun. So set a dollar amount. Expect not to win and make sure responsibilities, family, friends, and work come first. Visit PlayResponsiblySC.com. All right, time for the recruiting report. Here on Sports Talk, it's brought to you by Seawells. 
You know, Seawells, they don't transfer. They've been around almost 80 years. You talk about dedicated to a state and to a community, that is Seawells. They don't need a transfer portal, John, because they're not going anywhere. They are there for you every day, Monday through Friday, with a daily luncheon buffet, 11 to 2. And then you got something that needs the very best in the catering business. All you got to do is make that one phone call. Very easy. 803-771-7385. Online at SeawellsCateringSC.com. Let Seawells help make your event a memorable experience. Uh, tonight, I'm going to recite the name of every player in the transfer portal, John. No, I'm just kidding. But, of course, yesterday, the first day of enrollment, and you have until January 18th to put your name in the database. This time, there's a second window, May 1 through the 15th. That's another thing they need to address. You shouldn't allow players to transfer in December when you still have games to play. Why give them that option? Why not just have a transfer opportunity like after the bowl games. Okay. Uh, now, I know you're thinking about, well, they got to get in school by January and stuff like that. Well, figure it out. But you should <laughs> you should not give them an opportunity. If you didn't give them the opportunity, you wouldn't have all this mass confusion. I mean, think of the teams that are going to be decimated for their bowl games because key players have left. USC might be one of them. Here's West Virginia again. I don't know what bowl game they're going to, but, I mean, they played in the Orange Bowl, I think it was, a few years ago, and their quarterback left, and they got crushed. That team had no business being in a New Year's Day Orange Bowl-type situation with the quarterback they had to play. The quarterback that got them there was gone. Anyway, it was the Greer kid, I believe. I think that's who it was. So, USC Clemson, of course, they're not immune to the transfer bug. Both players have seen key players announce plans uh, South Carolina, Jaheim Bell, Austin Stogner, uh, safety R.J. Roderick earlier announced plans. Cornerback Cam Smith is headed to the uh, NFL now after signing with an agent on November 26th. So that's you know that hurt South Carolina. Uh, Joey Hunter's gone. Linebacker Daryl Ware, uh, safety Tyrese Ross. They were all reserves. Of course, for Clemson, D.J. Uyangale, the biggest name. 2,521 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions. All those numbers, improvements over 2021. Fred Davis, defensive end Kevin Swint, running back Kobe Pace, receiver E.J. Williams, linebacker Levanta Bentley, uh, receiver Dakari Collins, linebacker Sergio Allen. Those are others who have uh, made plans to depart the Clemson program. They all played some. They all contributed in one way or another, but – never became starters during their time at Clemson. A few more notes coming up after the break and also a visit from Will Merritt. Continuing with the uh, recruiting report brought to you by Seawells, just seeing a little tweet here by Gamecock quarterback commitment Dante Reno in the 24 class. You know, Beamer put out a tweet yesterday about a commitment that he had received. Nobody's identified that commitment yet, and the commitment hasn't come forward. But 
Dante Reno is teasing Gamecock fans with, quote, the news I just heard, and then hashtag 24 ever to thee. So maybe he's gotten wind of who this commitment is for the Gamecocks and is somebody he thinks might be significant. We shall see whenever somebody decides to step forward and, and be that guy. Uh I mean, again, I don't understand a lot of things. Why Beamer would put out a commitment alert without the the prospect being ready to go public with it so you don't have to drag this thing out for who knows how long. But anyway, that's how they work things. Continuing with the recruiting, so we talked about the uh, Clemson players that have entered the transfer portal, John. Some other notes, uh, USC, of course, uh, involved with uh, tight end transfer C.J. Dupree. Coming from Maryland, looks like a good prospect, 6'5", 260. Going to take an official visit to USC on December 16th. And uh, what else, what else? Oh, Clemson target, offensive tackle Spencer Fineau. Uh, Provo, Utah, had an in-home with Utah last night. Uh, Dabo Sweeney would, was planning to go in this morning, did not make that, so it does not look like uh, Clemson's going to be uh, the, the choice here when he announces at 9 o'clock Eastern. Also, tomorrow... A Clemson 24 quarterback target, D.J. Lagway from Willis, Texas, he's announcing. Does not look like it's going to be Clemson. Florida or Southern Cal, probably. Is Clemson losing these battles nationally now? I mean, are they getting the? Are they still getting the, the, the type of player they're used to getting? We'll ask Will Merritt that coming up in a moment. Clemson target, running back Christopher Johnson of uh, Fort Lauderdale, set December 21st for his commitment announcement. It was at Clemson officially November 25th, scheduled for Penn State this weekend. Clemson offered 24 athlete Charles Lester of Sarasota and 24 corner Jalen Crawford of Lilburn, Georgia. USC target receiver Caden Lee of Atlanta had Ole Miss coaches in yesterday and USC coaches, including Beamer, were there today. 2024 tight end Michael Smith of Savannah set January 24th for his commitment announcement. Final eight of USC, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Ohio State, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas. 2024, Dillon offensive tackle Josiah Thompson going to drop a top nine on Thursday. I would imagine Clemson and USC will be in that. And USC offered 2024 defensive end Jalen Harvey of Gaithersburg, Maryland. There you go with the recruiting report tonight here on Sports Talk. All right. Missed him last week. Something came up for his normal Thursday night slot across from Carl Hill. So we really didn't get a chance to talk to him about that loss to South Carolina. Coincidentally, he was available tonight following the win over North Carolina. Funny how that thing kind of works out. We welcome in without... The thrill is just Will Merritt. Welcome in, sir. How are you? Well, I'm glad to be with you, and and I just want you to know, doing your recruiting report, you know, um, they they used to say without Will. Um, that that was that was that was the 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 fact that I had a zero star rating, and and no thanks to you. Well, but you proved them all wrong because. You became a multi-year starter for an ACC school. So, what does that say about you? Oh well, I, you know, I, I'm I'm Gene Merritt's son. They say just 
if you're not good, just hit them hard. You know, <laughs> so just just hit whatever in front of you. Um, before we talk about North Carolina, the win there, and what's happened with Clemson since, haven't had a chance to talk to you about the South Carolina loss. Uh, oh yeah, your I mean, thoughts what, about what went down that day? Well, I mean, I, I just, I mean, turnovers. What happened? I mean, it, I mean, I, I was, I was sitting there, and it was just a, a heartbreak of a game. But um, you know, I mean. If you want to know the honest truth, I mean, South Carolina outplayed us. You know, I mean, they they were just the better team that day, and um, so you got to give them credit. I mean, I, I felt like we were out coached that day, mm-hmm. and um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was eight years in the running, and so um, they were they were due for a win, and. Um, they got it, even if it's by one point. You know, I mean, they they still won the ball game. Are you in the camp of boy? Sure, wish he'd have put Klubnik in against South Carolina to see what he could have done. Well, I think that's a that's an easy argument to make right now because, I mean, everybody saw what he he did against North Carolina. But, I mean, it, we, we we would have not have won that many ball games if it had not been for DJ. And so, I mean, he he was he was a winner at Clemson. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean you you can't deny that because I mean his record speaks for itself. So, why the unhappy ending for him at Clemson? Well, I mean, how do you like being fired? Oh, you know, been there, I done mean, that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but I mean, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Not, so when we're yeah. fired, when I'm fired, uh, you know, I'm asked to leave the building. I mean, it's not like I can be fired and still hang around, okay? It's like gather your stuff and hit the hit the pavement. When you lose a starting job on a football team or a basketball team, I mean, they don't kick you to the curb. You can still stay there, compete, and try and get your job back, can't you? Well, you try to win it back. I mean, you try to – when your job back, but I mean, you know, the the coaches see things at practice that we don't see, and um, you know, they they saw something in Klubnik that um, you know they liked, and mm-hmm. he throws a beautiful deep ball, and he's very accurate in his short passing, um, and they they can open up the screen package with him, where it was, DJ just threw it way too hard. So, um, I mean, they, they made the right call. And I know it was a difficult call for mm-hmm. Street and Dabo. And, I mean, it, it's just not – it's not an easy call to, you know, remove somebody um, that has been such a staple of your program for so long. But um, it was the right move, in my opinion. So, what do you foresee? We have a poll question on our – Twitter at Sports Talk SC. Our poll question is the future for Clemson with Klubnik in the Klubnik era now, I guess is what we call it. 544 votes in the last two days. 39.7% think the best he'll do is win an ACC championship. 37% say he'll win a national championship. 23% say neither of the above. So is he a guy that's going to elevate the program to national championship status? Well, I mean, 
in, in my opinion, he he's a the next Trevor Lawrence. That that's my opinion. Um, I mean, I, I think he's that good. Really? Uh, yeah, I really do. And I mean, you and I can have this conversation a year from now, and I might change my opinion. But <laughs> but I mean, as of right now, I mean, I think he's that good. He he's got a strong arm. Um, he's very accurate with the short passes. And if you look at the back out of the backfield, and if you look at the the screen package that they were able to do, um, I mean, he's he's got every um, element to to being a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm never going to tell you that I I don't think we're going to win the national championship because I I believe that. When you were a player, did you ever consider transferring? And if you did consider transferring, obviously you did not. Uh, what kept you from transferring? Well, um, there's a there's a lot of answers um, to that question. Um, one, I, I don't think that my quarterbacks would have ever let me transfer. And two, I, I felt so fortunate to to be at Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, my family went to Clemson, and I, I just I felt like that I was the <laughs> the richest man on the planet by being able to go there. So um, I, I was just happy that you know they even let me on the field, mm-hmm. and much less put a jersey on. Well, you you you're probably not the right one to ask that question because yeah, your strong ties to to the to the program through your family and the fact that. You were not a heavily recruited player, but you made yourself into a starter, multi-year starter during your time. So that's more credit to you than their recruiting prowess. So I guess my question should be with some of these guys today. Um, I, don't, I don't know what keeps them, if that's what you're asking. Well, I, 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 I want to I say, mean, like, if you're a walk-on, for example, you know, South Carolina had a kid, Daryl Ware, from Fort Dorchester. Yeah. They took him as a walk-on. He was a good player. He earned a scholarship. And he saw playing time at South Carolina, but now he's leaving, you know, to go and find something else somewhere. And I'm not picking on him. I'm just using that as an example. It would seem to me that you would have extremely strong loyalty to a program that gave you a chance when nobody else would and then put you on scholarship, you know, unless they're asking him to leave. No, I don't know the background story there. You know, maybe it's not all on him. I don't know the answer to that, but I can tell you this right now. You know, the – NIL has changed everything, you know, because, I mean, now you can just leave and get paid to play. Mm-hmm. And, um, I I mean, I, I have a completely difference of opinion on what they've done. But at the same time, people like me, and I'm not saying he, I, I don't even know the young man that you're talking about, but I'm, I'm saying people like me, I mean, once you commit to a university, you commit. You know, I mean, you're there. And usually you, you have an affinity with the coach that recruited you. And if you do, then he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that you don't leave. Um, and I, 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 don't, I don't know who recruited him, but I know this. You know, if somebody sits in my home, and recruits me, then you know they're they're a, a 
a friend for life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, that That's just the way it is. One more thing, I'll let you go. You, you sparked a thought in my mind here when you talked about the NIL. This is something that well, that, that's, that's scary. It is scary. Um, it's a rare thought, but I think it's a good thought. So let's just use SEC, ACC, SEC. They're going to be making – SEC teams going to be making upwards of $100 million a year soon sure. with their new TV contracts, $100 yeah. million dollars per team soon. So they're getting that money. So now you've got NIL. What is NIL? Name, image, and likeness. And the way that's being presented is that, okay, player, you're free – to go use your name, image, likeness, and make money off of that. So what has that created? That's now created the collectives, some outside, some inside the schools, yeah. asking you, the fan, to to fund this to the players. Okay? But my point is, my question is this. If the schools now, at the program, if the schools are making $100 million themselves just off of TV money, why can't the schools now just play? And the, and the problem is some, some players who are players who play who don't get a lot of NIL money. They don't have the social following, the social media following, whatever. You know, um, Shouldn't the schools take it upon themselves now and not ask the fans to finance all this? But since they're going to be making this loot hand over fist, why can't the schools now pay every player – a certain amount, you know, $50,000, $100,000, whatever you want to settle on, so that every player benefits instead of just a few? Well, I, 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 first of all, I think that's a great question. And I think where we're headed is every player is going to get paid. I, I think that's where we're headed. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a minimum, um, you know, when you're a freshman or a sophomore. But, I mean, as you excel – I mean, I, I think it's it's going to happen. I mean, I was I was talking to Woody Dantzler yesterday, and he he even brought up the fact that do you know how much money he would have made? Hmm. You know, selling his jerseys. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. Now, um, I I sold three jerseys: one to my dad, one to my <laughs> mom, and one to my brother. So I mean, well, I didn't what was your number? I don't even remember your number. What was it? It, 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 it was fifty. Okay, but um, you you have to come to my parents' house to be able to see that number. You know, because I mean, nobody bought my number, right? You know, right. that that wasn't a big deal. But everybody bought number one, and everybody wanted to wear a number. One. And think about Trevor Lawrence, sixteen. I mean, think about the money that he would have made. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that's where we're headed, you know. 50, and 50 is a very yeah. low number for a lineman. I mean, you sure you weren't a linebacker? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was 50. At least all the, <laughs> uh, at least all the pictures on the wall say I yeah. was number 50, okay. you know. <laughs> um, did you sign the the jersey that you sold to your father? Did you did you sign it? <laughs> yeah, I, I autographed everything that I could possibly autograph, That's and good. like I I got asked for my autograph like three times in four, <laughs> four years. So you know. All right. Well, listen, we got to go up against the break, but thank you for joining us. I wanted to give you a chance to, uh, you know, express your feelings about the loss to the Gamecocks, the win over the Tar Heels and everything else. And we'll get back with you around bowl time, if that's okay. 
you got it, buddy. All right, my man. Take care. Will Merritt, always a great sport, but some uh, – yeah, that just hit me as as, uh, as I was thinking about that, Pat. I mean, man, the schools are making all this money now, $100 million plus in the SEC, yet they're asking the fan to pay the players. When they're making all that – why can't they pay the players? Why can't you do this? Why can't you set it up where, okay, you come in as a freshman, you're guaranteed, you stay through your freshman year, and, and you're on the roster – you're you're going to make $25,000 minimum. You become a starter, you know, you get a $10,000 bonus or something like that. Then you're as a sophomore, it's double. Let's just say the longer you stay, the more you make, the more you play, the more you make. Honors, you get postseason honors, there's bonuses built in. Huh? That makes sense to me. Now, hold on. Is Phil, is Phil Kornblut going on the record right now in favor of paying players? Well, no, I'm not in favor of it. I'm just saying it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, no, I don't like it, but that's just the world, and so I might as well adapt and accept it and realize, you know, that's what that's what you got to do. But I, I just, agree more with you, though. I, I just think it's it's pretty nervy to ask your fans to finance this when you've already asked them to to build everything that you've built. Through through Ipte or or Gamecock Club, and now you're asking them to do this. I I don't know. Just thinking out loud. We got to go to the break, and I'll update some basketball while we uh, while we do that because we've got a lot of basketball games involving uh, state teams tonight and SEC ACC teams. Uh, let's see. Um, Charleston leading Presbyterian 29-27. Uh, Georgia leads Georgia Tech 39-34. High Point on top of Furman 42-35. Winthrop leading South Carolina State, 34-27. And it's Wofford trailing Coastal, 14-9. We'll be back. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions played it for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at sccattle.org. Beef. It's What's for Dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. When your day calls for some winning, why not watch your favorite football team at Dave & Buster's? We've got massive HDTVs and hundreds of the hottest new games. Sit from our chef-crafted cocktail menu with exclusive drinks such as the Strawberry Watermelon Margarita or Dangerous Waters. Cheer on the team with Cantina Nachos or Wings featuring one of our 12 wing flavors. When your day calls for some winning, it's time for Dave & Buster's, where you can watch the games and play the games. Locations in Greenville, Columbia, and Myrtle Beach. Join the Trailblaze Challenge, the endurance hike program where big hearts come together for big steps to create hope for local wish families through Make-A-Wish South Carolina. This spring, take part in a new journey on the Palmetto Trail. From sunrise on the highest peak in South Carolina to the coastal marshes of the Lowcountry, hikers of all levels can support critically ill children, enjoy and explore the outdoors, and build South Carolina pride and community through an all-inclusive hike experience. Visit sctrailblazechallenge.org to learn how to get started. That's sctrailblazechallenge.org.
Okay, our final minutes. Boy, this night has just flown by. Uh, let's take a couple of quick final calls. Sam in Charleston, home of the Cougars, having a great start to the season. Sam, welcome into Sports Talk. How are you? Well, actually, I was thinking about you this week. That's nice. Hey, I have a two-part question to ask you. Have you seen a blown call? I want to share some notes from you. UNC kicker was hit by Clemson player and fell to the ground. No call. Third quarter, Clemson interception by 20 drop ball before entering the end zone. Clear as day. In the first half, UNC football starting goal, pass interference in the end zone. Clemson, arm over the shoulder, a receiver. No call. Next play, bargain goal for the three-point field goal, roughing the kicker. Bill, here's the thing. Are you Why suggesting you... that Clemson cheated to beat North Carolina? Well, Phil, I try to be careful on the air about this, but I'm okay. trying to be respectful. But here's the thing. I'm, tr- I, I'm not, I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to say going crazy. Right. But here's the thing. Clemson needs to stop winning. And you know what? Their season's over because I'm thinking Tennessee went over Clemson. Well, there you go. It's over. It's done. Sam has said Tennessee will beat Clemson, even with their backup quarterback. There you go. All right, Sam, thank you very much. Sam's all – he was all over that Clemson-North Carolina game, Pat. Golly, he sure was. He was fired up. And I guess, you know, the Cougars don't have football down there in Charleston, but I, I expected him to be talking Charleston Cougar basketball Me with too. their great start. Sounds like a Tar Heel fan. Always belly aching, a typical Tar Heel <laughs> fan. Belly aching to the very end. Wine and Bru- cheese. Bruce in Missouri. Last call of this night. Bruce, welcome in. How are you? Thank you, Phil, for taking my call. Uh, just want to say something about the Abbeville Panthers winning again, beating, yep. beating the collegiate ball game. You know. Anyway, um, Dabo should have put Cooperton uh, in the second second game of the year. And also, um, it's uh, going to be. Funny to watch uh, Deion Sanders up there in the freezing cold weather of uh, Colorado. Yeah, he won't last. He won't last the season up there. <laughs> you know what? He's going to pull out a fur coat and probably have a personal portable heater to follow him up and down the sideline. Don't you worry. He'll be taking. Who, who's going to take him to the car to get in the car and warm it up? Uh, <clears throat> oh, he'll have a uh, graduate student to do. Don't worry about Deion. He'll. He'll have his coterie there to take care of him, for sure. All right, thanks very much. Appreciate it. How about that word, corn dropping the word coterie on you tonight, Pat? What do you think? I'm impressed, very impressed. Expanding the uh, vocabulary. Okay, uh, Wofford, this is from Jeff Goodman. Wofford coach Jay McCauley's leave of absence was not his choice, sources told Stadium. McCauley was forced to step away after multiple complaints and concerns from players about amount of practice time and other issues per a source. Um, Let's see. Here's something else from Trilly Donovan. Never heard of him. He's only got 244 followers. Why should we care? Who is Trilly Donovan? Yeah, let's not mention that. But the Goodman one, though, seems all but confirmed. And then I want just to, to get it in here. South Carolina wide receiver Antoine, I'm sorry, Antoine Wells was named first team All-SEC. 
Yes, he was, and so was Kai Kroger. Glad you mentioned that. And the Jovan Gwynn was named second team. This is by the coaches. Appreciate you mentioning that. That'll do it. Thanks to Jimmy Smith for taking great care of us. Thank you, Pat. See you tomorrow night from Dave and Buster's.